I'm Jack Draper. Shout out to Quality Shot Tennis. Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. It's another preview and prediction video for the Miami Open. It's quarterfinal time, and it's Carlos Alcaraz versus Taylor Fritz, who have never played against each other as well. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup to discuss. And of course, as always, I'll preview it, break it down. I can't talk about previous matches with the, with each player, but I can talk about their current form. I can talk about what we can expect to see from both players. And on top of that, of course, I can talk about ultimately giving my prediction on who I think is going to win and why as well. Um, so let's get into it because I think there's a lot to discuss. So before we do, actually, remember to that like button, do subscribe if you're new, and also do leave a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform. And more importantly, if you're listening on YouTube, over 80% of you are still not subscribed to the channel who are viewing these videos and are checking out the channel. So please do subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything, and it really does help us out, and I really do appreciate your support. And also shout out to our members, of course, because you guys are complete legends uh, for getting involved, as always. Okay, let's break this down then. So we've got We've got a few things to discuss, and I think obviously current form is the biggest thing, really. Um, the biggest thing for me is uh, that Carlos Alcaraz has been in fantastic form, of course, no doubt, and has just won in your Wells. He's looking to win the Sunshine Double. He's already won the Sunshine Double in his career as he won Miami last year. He's a defending champion here, and he's just won Indian Wells. So he's in great form after not playing any tennis uh, or any hardcore tennis anyway, until Indian Wells last week, he suddenly found some fantastic form. And of course, that would have been helped as well by the absence of Nadal and Djokovic. So two players that he would have probably been fearing the most uh, going into, uh, or on his return anyway. So what we're going to do first is talk about their form and how they've looked so far. Look, have a quick peek into uh, their matches so far then i'll talk about uh you know tactically where the match might be won or lost and what tactics might be employed and what tactics if i was say taylor fritz or carlos alcrest i would use against the opponent as well and what i think would be useful for each player to utilize and then ultimately give you guys my prediction so Let's look at Carlos Alcaraz. So you can see here, Tommy Paul, that was a really good matchup. And, uh, you know, I think Tommy Paul is the type of player who's quite versatile and dynamic that he does tend to cause Alcaraz some issues. He has beaten him in the past, but in terms of at the moment and how Alcaraz has progressed, it's not a very good, it's just not a very good matchup um, for anyone right now, in honesty. Uh, so Tommy Paul falling by the wayside, uh, two tight sets, but 6-4, 6-4. He dispatched, Dusan Lejevic in straight sets, a bagel as well on the first set. Bagnis again, another bagel dealt out. I mean, it's almost like he was, he's uh, been visiting Eager's Bakery and getting tips there. And then, of course, you can see Indian Wells final beat Medvedev. I mean, it was a comprehensive beatdown, really, of the Russians, 6 3, 6 2. And he's been, up until the Indian Wells final, Medvedev was the informed player after winning three. Uh, titles in a row, looking to make it four. I mean, Alcaraz just said no. And then obviously a very impressive winner, Yannick Sinner, who seems to be one of the players who can cause Alcaraz problems, dispatched him in straight sets as well. For Taylor Fritz, um, he has had some good wins as well. Holger Rune, they'd never played before as well, but he beat him. So, you know, that's he'll take some confidence from that because, yes, Holger Rune hasn't won a Grand Slam, but he's won the Paris Masters last year. He beat Novak Djokovic as well in that final. So Holger Rune is a very accomplished player and he is one of the exciting young talents looking to kick on. I think he said the other day, Holger Rune, that he thinks himself 
uh, Alcaraz and Sinner could be the new big three. I mean, maybe maybe worth doing a video on that in the future, but uh, do keep an eye out actually as well and do check out our video on the next gen taking over from the big, well, now big two, but big three uh, in tennis. I did do uh, a video on that and also gave my opinion on it as a, as a member request. Uh, Fritz also beats Shapovalov in straight sets. Doesn't seem to be a great matchup for the Canadian. Same with Navarez or the wild card, and then lost to Sinner in three very tight sets in Indian Wells. So he's been in some good form and was the Indian Wells champion going into that tournament last week as well. Uh, in terms of head to head, you can see here they've you know, never played official rankings. You know, we know that number one for Alcaraz, 10 for Fritz. Live rankings, I mean, doesn't really mean much. Uh, and if you want a little bit of profile into each player there's a little bit here as well but what we really want to talk about is uh tactically how this match is going to play out tnns says 74 percent as a <laughs> wow as a win probability for alcaraz which is big big um and interesting you can see on this picture right alcaraz looking very bulky almost uh, especially bicep bulging tricep bulging I said this the other day, and I do stand by it. I think since coming back this year, I think Alcaraz has slimmed down a little bit. He definitely bulked up, and probably rightly so, because he was very, very skinny when he first came onto the tour and needed to strengthen up. But I think what's happened is he's now he, he's bulked up, and then he's just leaned down a little bit and kept that lean mass or lean muscle um, and athletic fast twitch muscles uh, that, that are needed to compete at an elite level in tennis but just dropped a little bit of weight to be a bit more flexible as well. So I think he's almost got the best of both worlds, looking almost like a, a hybrid between a Nadal and a Djokovic, which I know a lot of people say that Alcaraz is a hybrid of all three of the big three uh, in a way. And and you can see similarities with, you know, with his game with those three, but that's not to say he's going to achieve the same things that those guys did. So let's break down then exactly how I think this match is going to go and, and what to look out for. So if we want to talk about skill set, and um, for those who are not super familiar with these players, Carlos Alcaraz is a all-round player. He can play on all surfaces uh, by the looks of it, and he has an all-round game. And what does that mean? What does that mean? It means that he doesn't have any massive glaring weaknesses. I think in the past, his serve was something that a lot of people were looking into uh, it's not, you know, the biggest weapon on tour, and it's definitely not a top 10 serve. Um, it might be top 20 maybe now, you'd say. Uh, but it's in the past, it was more of a, a rallying tool, which is in line with what Djokovic and Nadal had early in their careers as well. But for Alcaraz, the big difference is that he's able to serve big, as in almost touch or go beyond 140 miles per hour when he's really ramping it up, that is. Uh, on average, you know, he can hit 130 plus miles per hour, that is. So he had the ability and has the ability to be explosive on serve. Uh, but the big issue was his his spot serving. He wasn't really hitting his spots on serve. He wasn't being consistent with the first serve and he didn't really have enough maybe variation as well. I wasn't utilizing it effectively enough. Also, his second serve... Uh, wasn't the best as well. He's improved that aspect of his game pretty fundamentally uh, in the sense that uh, I think at the US Open, his serve where he won, his serve was very, very good. Now, I don't think at the moment it's at the level of a Djokovic or a Federer. We're talking about Djokovic now and Federer obviously throughout his career. 
I think it's getting to that. It will get to that point at some point, uh, but it's still a work in progress. But it's now got to a point where I don't think it's necessarily a weakness. And that's a positive for Alcaraz because I think in the past, uh, you know, returners wouldn't be fearful at all of the Alcaraz. So I think nowadays they are. And he he does a couple of things with his serve, um, which we can discuss in a second as well, which um, make him a little bit more unique to some of the players on tour, especially on hard courts. Because I think he employs some similar tactics on clay uh, onto the hard courts, which you probably wouldn't expect. So serve-wise then, we talk about serve. Um, does hit, can hit the flat serve, obviously, in his spots. Um, hits a good kick serve as well. And the slice serve he utilizes, he likes to come into that when he can and serve volley, uh, which is another aspect to his game, which is why we say he's a pretty all-round player. Uh, but one thing that he utilizes that not, not all players do on hard courts is uh, he will deliberately adjust his serve position and go way towards the tram lines as much as possible and on the ad side and make it very obvious he's going to hit a kick serve. But he doesn't care. And he'll just hit a big kick serve for a first serve even. Um, and then he'll try and come in behind it or he'll try and then obviously utilize the open court and drag them out. Very interesting tactic. He doesn't utilize it all the time, but it's something that... He uses as a change-up. Uh, and I think it's, you know, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of it, I have to be honest with you, but it seems to work effectively for him. So who am I to say that it's not a useful tactic to employ, um, even on a hard court? Um, in terms of the serve-return dynamic, because um, obviously we need to talk about it in the sense of Alcaraz versus Fritz, I don't think Fritz's returning is elite by any stretch, but Fritz's returning has improved, I think. Uh, you know, if we kind of look back to Fritz versus Nadal at Wimbledon in the quarterfinals, when Nadal's serve was pretty much gone in the sense that he was serving just above or below 100 miles per hour because his abdominal muscles had tweaked, he was struggling to return really effectively against that and actually get on the front foot. I think he's improved since then. He clearly loves playing in the US as well, and that gives him a little bit of an extra confidence boost. He's going to have to be really good on the Alcaraz serve because we know that Alcaraz return-wise is going to be very switched on, and he's been rolling through people. Uh, but for Fritz, I think there's some positive signs because he's equally good returning on the backhand or forehand wing. In fact, in the past, his backhand was probably more solid than his forehand. What he's done really well, Fritz, is... Uh, he'd be more aggressive on the forehand side, not necessarily hitting it harder, but going for um, going for the line, going a bit closer to the lines more than he would maybe, and uh, being more, you know, taking more risks, more calculated risks on the forehand as well. And I think that's been good to see, and it's definitely paid dividends playing a slightly more attacking brand of tennis. Where I feel like in the past he's maybe a bit more cautious. He's also. Um, it does mean, I think, that the kick serve into his backhand won't be as effective against Fritz because I think Fritz's backhand, as I said, is probably a top 10 two-hander on tour, potentially top five. I think, you know, he has to talk about Sinner, Zverev, Djokovic. Um, in my eyes, they're the, they're the three best. Um, Fritz is not too far behind. Runa as well, probably the five, to be honest with you, uh, if, I, if I'm thinking about it now. Uh, Alcaraz will then, you know, so he'll be looking to to hold easily, but Fritz needs to also be ready to have Alcaraz attack the net. And that means trying to be intelligent with his returning. Uh, he can't just go deep down the middle. 
because for the most part, that probably won't be effective. If he goes deep down the middle uh, consistently, Alcaraz will then sneak in behind his serve and he'll get an easy volley because he's that athletic and he transitions that well that he'll be able to serve and volley at will if he if Fritz does that, especially out wide. He'll get the slice serve out wide on the juice side. He'll get the kick serve on the juice side, sorry, on the ad side even. Uh, drag him out on both sides and do that. And then occasionally he'll go down a tee um, as a change-up, as a variation. Uh, and he'll probably hit a few aces because Fritz will then gamble um, out wide to try and make sure he gets that return in with a lot of uh, a lot of intent, a lot of um, depth on that ball as well. So that'll be interesting to, to watch how that unfolds. Of course, we haven't seen it before, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen. It's more me hypothesizing how I think it might go. I think Alcaraz... Given how aggressive he is with the one-plus shots, unless Fritz is going to be really proactive on the returns and go deep at the feet of Alcaraz or uh, is able to hit aggressive returns, which I'm not sure he'll be able to do consistently, Alcaraz is going to unleash on the one-plus shot. Uh, and that's going to be an issue for Fritz because majority of the time that's a forehand by Alcaraz and normally it's massive. And he tries to shorten the points on his serve as you should. If you're someone who's got a good enough serve and a monster forehand, then of course you're wanting to get through those quickly and then put pressure on your opponent straight away um, because they have a quick turnaround, of course, in their serve. So that's a serve return dynamic for Alcaraz. For Fritz, his serve is is monster. It is. He serves massive. Um, he really does. It's a very simple technique, but... He hits his spots beautifully at times. And I think that's something he's really improved because he's always served above 140 mile per hour uh, and was able to serve big, but maybe wasn't hitting his spots as well. I think his consistency has definitely come into it uh, in the last few, in the last year or so, I would say, uh, which is really great to see. Uh, so we'll see how he gets on. But um, I think if we're looking at first set percentages, so. Alcaraz was at 61% first serves against Tommy Paul, 79% win percentage behind the first serve, 79% behind the second serve, which is, uh, I mean, incredible. Fritz, about the same, 63% first serve, but this is the difference. 56% win win percentage behind the first serve, 62% behind the second serve. So he's not backing up his serve as well as you might think. Now, Rune is a very good returner, by the way, very good returner. Um, you might say arguably better than Alcaraz, to be honest with you, in terms of returning. Alcaraz's stats is interesting to see because um, Tennis Insights, who are a great page on Instagram, uh, who they give a a value, a uh, you know, <laughs> an arbitrary value to serving, returning, forehand, backhand out of ten, right? And Alcaraz is never at the top of the serve or return. Um, you know, stats, but he's always towards the top end of the backhand and forehand stats, which is interesting. So his ground strokes are really, really high quality, uh, but his returning's not always. And he is a good returner. I think he's a natural returner. He just, at times, maybe tries to go for too much um, or is actually a little bit passive. And I feel like he struggles to find an in-between a little bit on the, uh, on the return even or something that really suits him. And it's something that he's worked on in his ground stroke game in the rallying exchanges in the past he would be uh you know he'd be trying crazy things and crazy moments and uh, there are moments where it will put it will come off but you also need to learn how to play the percentages and be, be a bit more patient and that's something that he's definitely done i know gil gross is in miami and he asked him the question and alcaraz said look you know when i can be aggressive i'll be aggressive but if i have to uh you know be a bit more uh cautious or a bit more patient 
in the exchanges, then I will be, and then I'll wait for the right opportunity. And that's exactly how you should be, uh, because you're aggressive until it's harmful to yourself, right? And, and I think that's exactly what Alcaraz does really well and finds a great balance on when it comes to ground stroke and baseline exchanges. Um, that's for sure. And also knowing when to come to the net, etc., and transition. But the serve return, especially the return, I think he hasn't quite figured it out yet, but he's obviously dangerous. So that's a, I think that's a really, really big, big um, part of this matchup that, Al- that Fritz needs to take advantage of. He needs to serve well. I think he has to hit his spots. Uh, I don't think he hit his spots as well as he would have liked against Holger Rune. He needs to do so against Alcaraz. And if he does, um, he will get he will gain some success from it, for sure. Because Alcaraz, like Fritz, not a huge, a huge weakness on the backhand side as well, on the backhand return. But um, the one thing that he does maybe not do as well as he will miss some returns. Um, you know, he will give you a couple of short returns, especially if you're serving that quickly into corners. Uh, so I think Fritz needs to be clever with it. Uh, hit the slice server at times as well, drag Alcaraz out, make him think, vary his serve, uh, and don't let Alcaraz get settled. I think with Alcaraz, is a big thing with all these players who hit so big from the back of the court. If you let them get settled, if you let them get into a rhythm, it is so, so tough then to take away that rhythm from them. And that's why people talk about the slice and, and trying to vary up your pace, your spins. And I think if Fritz does that on his serve, he'll, he'll definitely have success. From the back of the court, it's a really interesting one because Fritz doesn't like coming to the net at all. He's trying to add it to his game. You can see in the last few weeks, he's tried to tweak with it a little bit. There were massive, I think, not criticisms, but maybe constructive feedback given to him by a lot of pros saying, look, you got, you, you're starting to hit the ball really big from the back of the court, but you're so tensive to come forward. Like He would come forward to a half-court ball. He'd kind of hit, hit, hit a shot into the corner and then he'd go back onto the baseline. Uh, and he would never actually approach the net, which is just bizarre to even think about, right? Uh, when you're that good. So, from the back of the court, that is. For Alcaraz, of course, he doesn't have that problem. And that's why, you know, we talk about how he's uh, such a varied player. Uh, he's able to stick with you from the back of the court and grind out if needed. We saw against Medvedev at Indian Wells in the final. You know, the longer rallies he was winning, which is crazy to think about against someone like Medvedev, who's a backboard. But then he can also come forward and be aggressive and short of the points and volley. And he has these different layers, which make it really, really hard to play against. And I think it was actually uh, Bagnus who came out after the first round of Miami and said, look, he's so tough to play against because every ball that you get, every shot you get from Alcaraz, the next shot is never the same. So you might get a forehand that's really flat and powerful into the corner. And then he might give you a really heavy topspin ball, uh, topspin forehand next. Uh, and then it might be a backhand slice. And do you know, he has that variation and he, and he was saying he utilizes it so well. And that's a really interesting point. So that that's what Alcaraz does to try and make sure that his opponent isn't in rhythm. And then it means that he's able to get onto the front foot as well. Um, so interesting to see how Fritz uh, handles that. Is he going to be able to handle it well and also stick to his consistency from the back of the court? But he needs to make it difficult for Alcaraz. Um, now, his backhand is, as I said, very good. So I think the backhand to backhand, he'll have some success. He will. He needs to be proactive in that exchange, though. He needs to go line first. Um, he needs to try and put Alcaraz on the back foot. The only issue for him will be that Alcaraz's defense on the forehand side is pretty phenomenal. And we've already seen this week uh, players trying to approach the forehand after dragging him out onto the backhand side and Alcaraz on the run hitting ridiculous running forehand passes. And 
that's going to be a, a, a risk, I think, that Fritz might have to take at times. The one thing that I will say that I've seen some players, you know, I think they need to utilize it more, is trying to go in behind Alcaraz. Now, I think for a serve one plus play, that's actually a really good shout. You have to be clever, though, because if you go too early with your one plus shot behind Alcaraz, then normally he can read it. He can, I feel like he reads body shape really well uh, and he'll anticipate it. You almost need to delay, hit, delay, kind of really, really, um, what's the word? Be exaggerated in your in your shape on your forehand or backhand into the open court, and then kind of last minute, just turn almost like a fake, um, almost like a fake shot, almost, uh, and then going behind. And if you get him in behind, then he's going to be on the back foot because he's going to be on a stretch like that onto the forehand. He, he can't hurt you like that um, because. He's at that age and he has this athletic ability, which means that if you go into the open court, you better make damn well that make sure that he is not able to hit a clean strike. Because if he does, you're in trouble. You're in real trouble. Uh, so, you know, Fritz does have power from the back of the court. So he, I think that's something that he could employ as well. And it might might mean he has some success with it. He's not going to come in and volley for the most part, you would imagine, and probably not a great option against Alcaraz given how good he is at passing people at the net and Fritz isn't the best volleyer currently uh, so some things you to, to think about Fritz will have to utilize a lob because Alcaraz will come forward he needs to be pinpoint on his passes as well um, forehand to forehand is I don't think would <laughs> I just don't think it's a good matchup I think Alcaraz just will outclass him um, in that department I think and that's one that's one spot which I just don't think Fritz is going to have much success in honesty uh, because Alcaraz is just so good and as I said has so many different looks on the forehand which just makes him so unique and is backed up by what people have been saying about him so let's see how again I think obviously conditions wise if it's hot if it's humid Alcaraz athletically is you know a level above Fritz I would say Fritz though has worked really hard on his stamina, on his endurance. So he will fight. And that's the biggest thing about Fritz for me is he will fight for every point. He'll fight hard. He'll make it. He'll he'll dig deep if needed. And if Alcaraz's level drops at all, Fritz will pounce. So um, I, I do think it's going to be Alcaraz in straight sets. I think it's going to be really tough for Fritz. But what I will say is if Alcaraz doesn't play the level we've seen in the last week, uh, Fritz is no mug like he will he will make him pay and i don't necessarily think it's going to be too easy says i think it's you know we're looking at i wouldn't be surprised if we have a tie break because both like fritz serves so well at times uh and then maybe you know second set maybe falls away if alcaraz wins that tiebreaker um but it could be three but i just think alcaraz at the moment in the form he's in it's very tough to pick against him and it's hard to see anyone beat him if he's playing that type of tennis. So it'll be interesting to see what Fritz brings to the table and whether what I've said um, actually does come to fruition because we've never seen this matchup before. So I'm really intrigued for it. Uh, let me know your thoughts as well in the comment section below. Who do you think is going to win and why? And also, do you agree with what I've said or not? If not, let me know. Thank you very much, guys. Stay safe and well. Remember to hit the like button and subscribe. And we'll see you on the next video.